0: Coming up on the KetoCam podcast, we're gonna discuss metabolic flexibility for longevity. Here we go. Pretty much every single commercial going into our conscious mind and subconscious mind is big pharma, Little Caesars, Papa John's, Big Pharma, Big Pharma, Little Caesars, Papa John's. It's it's nonstop. And even if you know consciously, I don't eat fast food or I'm not gonna take that medication, the subconscious mind accepts everything, everything. And that is going to determine your thoughts, your thoughts influence your actions, your actions influence your results and your destiny. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper, Ben Azadi here, host of the Keto Camp Podcast. Happy Monday to you, or hey, if you're listening to this on a different day, happy whatever day it is. I'm very excited. We have a special episode. Here's why. I recently was invited to deliver a keynote lecture in South Beach, Miami, Florida at the Faena Forum. Faena is a beautiful hotel. They have a beautiful venue across the street called the Faena Forum for an event called the Ultimate Wellness Event hosted by my friend, Julia. And I delivered a lecture, a 40-minute lecture, which you're going to hear today. I had my editor, Jacopo, uh, record the entire lecture. And it's all about metabolic flexibility as the key to longevity. So here's what I get into today. I discuss why so many people are metabolically inflexible and what my definition is of metabolic flexibility. We'll discuss the big pharma industry. We'll discuss chasing symptoms versus getting to the root cause. We'll discuss some crazy stats regarding big pharma TV commercials and how they manipulate us and how it's so corrupt. And then we'll discuss, of course, how to tie in keto, how to tie in fasting, and how to tie in vitamin G into achieving metabolic flexibility. We'll talk about some studies that show ketones increase intracellular glutathione, reducing inflammation. So we'll get into the science of keto. We'll get into the science of how fasting repairs the gut. I give some simple keys to keto to get some results. And of course, my favorite part is the vitamin G. So stay tuned for that. So I cannot wait to reveal this entire lecture to you. Uh, If you want to watch the video version of today's lecture, today's podcast episode, that could be found on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash keto camp. With that being said, I have another special announcement for you. So uh, a few times per year, two to three times per year, we do these online keto challenges and they have been incredible. We've done eight so far in the last few years. We've had tens of thousands of people from all across the world join these free challenges and it is a masterclass on some metabolism, keto, fasting, carnivore, thyroid health, autoimmune disease, gut disease, diabetes, et cetera. And I got some news for you. The last one we did was last April, April, 2023. The next one is coming up in October, 2023. This is going to be a five-day keto challenge, completely free. And it's taking place October 2nd, Monday, all through October 6th, Friday. We're going to go live every day for five days, two-hour live stream, education, education, masterclass to help you get incredible results. Not only that, We are going to give away over $20,000 in free prizes from our sponsors. We're going to give away a year membership to our signature course, the Keto Camp Academy. It's going to be incredible. So block this out on your calendar right now, October 2nd through October 6th. Head over to ketocampchallenge.com, learn about it, and reserve your free spot. Do it ASAP. Put it on your calendar. This is going to be incredible. We'll have special guest speakers and other surprises that I'm not going to reveal yet ketocampchallenge.com. Remember, camp is spelled with the K. Go check it out. Reserve your spot in October 2nd. Get ready to change your life. Before I share today's lecture, I want to acknowledge today's Apple Podcast rating and review of the day from Jay Berlin Five Stars. Here's what Jay Berlin said. I learned most of what I know from Ben. I am so grateful for the info he is putting out there. I love his passion, his dedication to bring the best to us. I'm a fan, a huge fan. I'm a fan of you too, Jay Berlin. Thank you so much uh, for listening and taking the time to leave that rating and review. I appreciate you. If you have not left the Keto Camp Podcast a rating or a review yet, please do so on whatever platform you're listening from. It'll really help. Okay, here is today's episode about metabolic flexibility. Hello, everybody. We got to make a lot of noise because it'll help out with the the background noise. Julia, thank you so much for having me here. I appreciate you, thank you. Um, Miami is uh, where I'm born and raised, so I'm very familiar with this area. I'm one of the rare locals. And if we're just meeting, it's so great to meet you. My name is Ben Azadi. I am the best-selling author of four books. And I'm gonna talk about metabolic flexibility and why that is one of the keys to longevity. And feeling really good so let's get right into this i have a lot of slides and you might tire out your arm trying to take photos so i'm happy to send you all the slides so you don't have to do that if you just email me support at ketocamp.com camp with the K, k i'll give you all the slides just let us know it's from this event first question is why are so many people metabolically inflexible why is disease on the rise and here are some stats according to the cdc one in three women are diagnosed with cancer within their lifetime. For men one in two, at least 60% of Americans are diabetic or pre-diabetic, and you know it's a lot higher because people are walking around not testing their A1C. They're projecting by the year 2032 that one in two children will be born on the autism spectrum. Harvard put out this article. They're projecting by the year 2030 that 50% of the American population would be obese. Not just overweight, but obese. So what's the problem here? Let's look at hospitals. For example, a cancer patient getting chemotherapy. They're given this type of frankenfood, which I would argue actually was probably part of the reason she was in there for the treatment. Hospitals allow fast food restaurants in them. It should be a place for healing. Hospitals should be a healing environment, yet they allow... McDonald's and Burger King and Wendy's. The question is why? We're gonna get to that. Big Pharma is a cash cow. It's a brilliant business model that's very evil for the health of humanity. For example, Walgreens or any supermarket or convenience store. Here's a simple example. We go to Walgreens and what do we see? We see a whole bunch of franken food and franken food products with artificial ingredients, seed oils, things we can't pronounce. People buy it because it's cheap and convenient. They eat that, then they come back to Walgreens to pick up their prescription for the symptoms they're dealing with because of the food they bought at the front of the store. But it's pretty brilliant when it comes to business because they go back to the store, buy the food at the front, come back later, go to the back of the store. Front of the store, get more food, back of the store. They keep coming back. Third medication, fourth medication. And that's the sad truth. A cured patient is a lost customer. So I'm gonna start right here because I really believe our environment is crucial to our health and our longevity. And Neville Goddard said we are only limited by weakness of attention and poverty of imagination. I wanna unpack that real quick. The subconscious mind, and this is gonna tie into the metabolic flexibility, I promise. When we think about weakness of attention, we see mainstream news, which is fear porn, social media, friends, family, and coworkers, but we're gonna focus on TV commercials. And I'm gonna ask you a question here. I don't watch television, but my mom does. And I have dinner with her every Thursday. I go to her apartment and she has her Lifetime. She loves that show, that TV show, our TV channel Lifetime and Hallmark. She likes those kind of fuzzy shows. So it's on TV and I see the commercials and I see all these big pharma commercials on TV one after the other so i wanted to do some research i'm going to ask you the question to see if you know the percentage what percentage of all cable tv commercials in the united states are funded by big pharma 65 percent who said 80 80 anybody else 85 19 90. y'all are really close it's 75 percent at least in 2020 it probably is more after covid but 2020 75% 75% of the ad spend, big pharma funds. Next question. Out of the 195 countries in the world, how many countries allow for big pharma to market directly to the consumer? One, one, three. You say three, tie. You had it right the first time. Two, New Zealand and the United States. Only two countries in the world allow that. It's the only reason there's cable TV. If cable TV would not be around, everything would be streaming, if it wasn't for big pharma. Now, other than these type of commercials, what percentage globally comes from fast food? What do you think this is? We already know 75% or so. So it's 11% plus. 11% to 29%, depending on the country. So in the US, it's about 11%. So pretty much every single commercial going into our conscious mind and subconscious mind is Big Pharma, Little Caesars, Papa John's, Big Pharma, Big Pharma, Little Caesars, Papa John's. It's it's nonstop. And even if you know consciously, I don't eat fast food or I'm not gonna take that medication, the subconscious mind accepts everything, everything. And that is going to determine your thoughts, your thoughts influence your actions, your actions influence your results and your destiny. So another example of uh, how wrong it is out there, this came out from last year, Tufts University. Dr. Mosafarian from Tufts University who's trying to work with President Biden and the FDA to implement this chart. They're essentially saying, items in green to be encouraged, watermelon kale, frosted mini-wheats, non-fat yogurt, honey nut Cheerios, items in yellow to be moderated canned pineapple, whole wheat bread, Lucky Charms are in yellow. But in red, they say minimize, ground beef, cheddar cheese, and butter. So what are they saying? They're saying Lucky Charms is healthier than beef and cheese. Do you believe that? No. Hell no. So the easiest thing to do, because there's a lot of conflicting information in the health space, easiest thing to do, pay attention to what the government is telling you to eat, and then do the complete opposite. Just like this, just flip it upside down and you're always going to be on the right direction. Have you ever watched Seinfeld, the George Costanza episode? The Costanza effect, same thing. They're saying watermelon is good. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, watermelon is fine. I have no issue with watermelon, but they actually allow these big food companies to actually be listed. Instead of saying cereal, they're actually listing these specific companies. So you can see there's some funding going on to influence this, but watermelon is fine. But what I'm saying is there's no way Lucky Charms is healthier than ground beef and eggs. Yeah, that's that's the point. And human beings are the only species smart enough to create their own food and dumb enough to actually eat it. So here's one of my favorite quotes, and I think this is really important for the day and age that we live in. The illiterate of the 21st century are not those who cannot read and write, but those who cannot learn, unlearn, and then relearn. A lot of what we've been taught, we need to unlearn and relearn. I know a lot of you are down that similar path. It's a, went down that allopathic path, and we realized that we have to unlearn that and relearn it, myself included. I always say this because I think it's important to take personal responsibility, and I do believe if you treat your health casually, just a matter of time before you end up a casualty in one of those stats that I showed you earlier. And we don't want that. I don't want that for any of you. We don't, we're, we're not designed for that. So I wanna talk about this before I get a little bit into some keto and some fasting in the way that I teach it. We have the symptoms that are above the surface and there's thousands of symptoms out there that people deal with, but then we have what's underneath, the root cause. So an example of symptoms, imagine this scenario. Somebody went out last night And they had an entire pizza, an entire pineapple, two slices of cheesecake, spaghetti and meatballs, 200 prunes, 50 strawberries, a pound of cheese, two cups of sauerkraut, and they have a whole bunch of symptoms now. They wake up with acid reflux, bloating, they feel puffy, they have a headache, right? And she wakes up and she goes, I'm gonna contact my allopathic doctor. And she's explaining those symptoms to her doctor. Doc, I'm dealing with puffiness. I'm constipated, I have acid reflux. And the doctor, the allopathic doctor's listening and at the end of the conversation, the allopathic doctor says, no worries, here's a prescription for five medications, go to the Walgreens and go pick it up. But let me ask you this question, were the symptoms the problem or is it a feedback mechanism from the innate intelligence? Feedback. Feedback. Innate intelligence knows. Symptoms are a gift from the innate intelligence, the human body. It's the body's check engine light. Thank God we have this in the body. Symptoms are actually a good thing. And what allopathic medicine fails to see is that symptoms shouldn't be covered up. We should find out what is the cause, pull the car over and look underneath the hood to see why that check engine light was on. And that's what we're talking about here, root cause. So how do you achieve metabolic flexibility? What is metabolic flexibility? To me, the definition is your mitochondria are really efficient at using sugar when it wants to and fat when it wants to. In other words, ketones or glucose and going back and forth without a hiccup, which is the way we were born into this world. I'm gonna make the case here. So this study came out in 2018. It was a 10-year study with over 8,000 people from the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. They wanted to determine how healthy or how unhealthy is the American adult population. And you could see, they said only 12% of American adults are metabolically healthy. Now, let me ask you all this. This was before COVID. Do you think it got better or worse after COVID? Much worse after COVID, right? Some recent studies suggest up to 93%. But I'm gonna rewrite this and I'm gonna make the case here for keto. I'm gonna say 88% of American adults are in a keto deficiency. And when I talk about keto, how many of you have done keto before? Let me just get a general, keep your hands up. Okay, so about half of you. I'm very non-dogmatic about keto. As a matter of fact, I speak at a lot of keto conferences and low-carb conferences, and some of them don't even want me back because I'm not dogmatic, and I think we shouldn't be in ketosis forever, and I'll explain why. But keto is a very important metabolic process. It's not a fad diet. I don't even look at it as a diet. I look at it as a metabolic process that every single one of our ancestors went through. There's nothing new about it. It's just nuanced or maybe new to some people, but there's nothing new about keto. And if you could put keto in a pill, or the benefits of keto in a pill, you better believe big pharma would be all over it. So that's the real fad diet, the standard American diet, which is the SAD diet. I'm gonna make the case here, because look, babies that are breastfed are actually in a state of ketosis. And those are three PubMed studies. And you might, the argument is this, but Ben, there's sugar in breast milk, and that is true, but the baby is so efficient at utilizing that sugar, it actually goes in and out of this ketosis this ketogenic state, because it's very important for the neurological development of that baby's brain. So there's nothing new about keto. Let's talk about the mitochondria now. We understand the mitochondria as this energy factory. It receives fuel sources and it produces energy called ATP. There's much more to the mitochondria. It's actually, there's a intelligence to the mitochondria, but it is true, it does produce energy. And it's very important to have your mitochondria producing quality ATP, using that, and having an abundance of healthy mitochondria. So let me ask you this. Out of these two options, glucose on the left, ketones on the right, which one will get you farther? Which one would you choose? Well, when we look at the electron transport chain, which is how your mitochondria produce energy, a molecule of glucose gets you about 32 to 36 ATP units. Compare that to a molecule of ketones, you get about 120 to 160 ATP molecules. That's about 400% more energy. That's why when people do keto, one of the first things they report, I have this, this mental clarity. Well, why? Because the brain has the highest concentration of mitochondria. That's the first thing you notice. But also when you raise your cellular energy, it raises your basal metabolic rate and you burn more calories just sitting down. Combine that with lowering of insulin, it's, it's an effective way to lose extra weight. And one of the reasons is because when you're in a state of ketosis, it's a stressful state. And I know a lot of you, you especially have heard of hormesis, and this is the same thing with keto, meaning you apply a stress, your body adapts to that stress, like exercise, you get stronger. Keto is a stress to the mitochondria. It signals times are tough. You're going through a famine and it stresses the mitochondria and it creates more mitochondria. And that's where you get more ATP. So you have all of these healthy mitochondria reproducing. Hey, when was the last time you bit into a juicy burger or a perfectly cooked steak and thought to yourself, this is the best thing I've ever tasted? If it's been a while, it's probably because most meat products are conventionally raised, which not only affects the flavor profile, but significantly diminishes the beneficial nutrients and minerals. And believe it or not, even products that are labeled as grass-fed or ethically raised, to make you think they're high quality, are often finished on grain or in factory farms, which is why I am so excited to share something with you today that will not only help you avoid the hormones, antibiotics, and pesticide residues that diminish the taste of conventionally raised meat, could also save you nearly $1,000 over the next year on your grocery bill. And the best part, this may be the best tasting thing you've had in a long time. So what the heck am I talking about? I'm talking about Wild Pastures Meat Delivery. They provide the highest quality meats from small, regenerative, family-run farms here in the United States that prioritize sustainability and animal welfare. Their beef is 100% grass-fed, their pork and poultry are pasture-raised, something you won't find anywhere in the grocery store, resulting in meats that are not only healthier for you, but also better for the environment. One of the reasons why me and my fiance, Natasha loves wild pastures is that we can opt out out of supporting harmful conventional farming practices and instead support small, family-run farms without spending a fortune. And the convenience doesn't stop there. They offer delivery straight to your door so you can enjoy delicious, high-quality meats without even leaving your house. No matter where you are in the lower 48 states, Wild Pastures has got you covered. Not only is this the most convenient way to get your meat products, but Wild Pasture meats are better for you nutritionally, and they're higher in the total nutrients, phytonutrients, antioxidants, key fatty acids, vitamins, minerals, proteins, and amino acids. And today, For keto campers, for a limited time, you can get 20% off every box plus free shipping for life and $15 off your first box. This is a crazy deal and I hope you take advantage of it. So make the switch to Wild Pastures today and save nearly $1,000 on your grocery bill while feeling healthier and enjoying the best tasting meats of your life. All you need to do is go to the link in the podcast notes down below. Everything is already applied. All you gotta do is click that link, customize your order, and you'll have some delicious, healthy-tasting meats very soon. Head to the podcast notes down below, click the link, enjoy your wild pastures. Okay, let's get right back to this episode. Here are some more studies on keto. It raises intracellular glutathione reduces inflammation, repairs the inner mitochondrial membrane, cellular energy. We spoke about that. It's more metabolically efficient and cleaner than glucose, turns on the SIRT1 gene, and so on and so forth. One of the biggest uh, mistakes, not mistakes, but people are afraid of keto and eating healthy fats and protein because they're afraid they're going to get heart disease. And this is an interesting study because it shows the complete opposite. It shows that Ketones may provide supplemental fuel for the energy-starved heart. Their cardiovascular effects appear to extend far beyond cardiac energetics. Indeed, ketone bodies have been shown to influence a variety of cellular processes, including gene transcription, inflammation and oxidative stress, endothelial function, cardiac remodeling, and cardiovascular risk factors. The heart is also loaded with mitochondria. So when you think about mitochondria, ketones are a powerful signaling molecule for the mitochondria. So let's get into some four simple keto secrets, and then we're gonna move into fasting, and then the most important part is the end, and I have a gift for you all as well. So here we go. Number one, uh, before I explain that, I've taken thousands of students through a keto protocol, men and women, and men and women should definitely do it differently, and women who have a menstrual cycle do it differently than postmenopausal women, and I've learned this since 2013 teaching keto, and 2008 2008, teaching health in general. So I'm going to extract four secrets from thousands of individuals that have essentially been our guinea pig here, including myself, and here are the four secrets. First one is your liver is very important. It's a very important detoxification organ, especially on keto, because when you eat more dietary fat, the liver produces bile to break down the dietary fat. And that bile is important to break down the fat because we want to absorb and assimilate those Fatty acids, vitamins A, D, E, and K. And a lot of people, I call the liver the soccer mom organ because it does everything for us like a soccer mom. A lot of people have beat up the liver. Medications, alcohol, processed carbs, and now they increase their fat, they can't break it down because they have this hepatic biliary sludge, which is toxic bile, and they feel awful. So a simple solution is this. Eat more bitters. Bitters for the liver. Always remember that. If you're increasing your fat or you suspect you have... uh, a sluggish bile, or if you have no gallbladder, very important, because the liver is still producing bile, so you want to really support it, any of those bitters would do. You know, one of my favorite things to do is you could just smell these basil, thyme, and rosemary, and it produces some of these enzymes that you're looking for. Apple cider vinegar is a powerhouse for this, and also glucose, postprandial glucose. Second one, eat the right fats. Just because it's keto-friendly does not mean it's health-friendly. How many of you know Dr. K Shanahan? Have you read her book, Deep Nutrition? Yeah, she's a friend of mine, and she was Kobe Bryant's nutritionist for the Lakers. She wrote a fantastic book called Deep Nutrition, and it it's a classic. If you haven't read it, get it. And I asked her this question. I said, Dr. Kate, three scenarios. Which scenario will lead to disease, cancer, autoimmune, diabetes, and death faster? Scenario number one, somebody smokes cigarettes every day. Number two, somebody who eats processed sugar every day, or number three, somebody who eats vegetable oils every day. What did she say? Yeah, y'all are smart. If you ask the average person, they would not say vegetable oils. She laughed when I asked the question, and she said, that's easy. It's the vegetable oils. She said, smoking's not good for you, obviously, but pretty much that once you finish the last puff, damage is done, and you're not storing that in your body fat, the cigarette smoke. Sugar is not good for you, but what happens when you eat cupcakes, two hours later, that glucose goes back down, you could exercise and burn it off, whatever. But these vegetable oils, the half-life, meaning if you stop eating them today, 680 days later, half of them will still remain in your body fat around your mitochondrial membrane, creating inflammation. So it has about a two to five year shelf life in your body. That's why she believes they're worse than sugar and smoking, and I agree with her. And here, I have a gift for you in a second. You're gonna love it. But here are the oils I'm talking about. They're called polyunsaturated fatty acids, omega-6 fats, they're very unstable. PUFAs, so think of PUFAs, they go poof. That's how I learned it from Dr. Kate. It makes you remember it. PUFAs go poof, they oxidize. They're very unstable. So you can see here a list of all the PUFAs we wanna avoid. Canola, which is called rapeseed oil in the UK. Corn, soybean, cottonseed oil, safflower. We might argue at the bottom here of the list here, with me and Amitai, we have arguments about fish oil. But I put fish oil there too, peanut oil, sunflower oil, grapeseed oil, and rice bran oil. We could swap those for saturated fats and monounsaturated fats. Like, as such, olive oil, avocado oil. Just make sure they're not cut, because a lot of these avocado oil and olive oils are cut with vegetable oil. So make sure it's 100% glass, dark bottle, Butter and ghee are my favorite. Duck fat is also a favorite of mine, and beef tallow, lard, and coconut oil. Here's the gift. When I go to restaurants, what do they cook with? Even fancy restaurants, vegetable oils, right? Even the fanciest restaurants. So for years, I would tell the server, hey, I'm allergic to canola, soybean, whatever you use. Can you use butter or coconut oil? And they usually accommodate, and my fiance rolls her eyes at me because it annoys her when I do that. She's used to it now. but I've shared this with my students for years, do the same thing, tell them you're allergic and they feel uncomfortable. So I made it easy for everybody where you could download a seed oil card. And if you could scan it or go to seedoilcard.com, I actually have a few printed out. So for those of you who are here, let's see how many do I have. You could see right here, it says, I have food allergies to those vegetable oils. The following alternatives are safe. So list the bad ones and it shows the good ones. So I don't know how many I have here, but you can take one and pass it along, so that's my gift for you all. Yes, you're very welcome. And then you can get the other ones digitally on that website. All right, tip number three. Remove these specific keto foods that are causing inflammation and weight loss. Spinach and almonds. Who knows why I have that listed? They are high in oxalates. And for me, I personally don't do well with high oxalate foods. Oxalates are these tiny crystals, they're anti-nutrients that chelate minerals and can make your leaky gut worse if you have leaky gut or intestinal permeability. So I've noticed with my students, when we remove these, it actually creates a beneficial response. So what do you swap them with? These have a better nutritional profile, less anti-nutrients, especially macadamia nuts. Those will probably be the best on this list, but any of the items here, walnuts, pecans, brazil nuts, peewee nuts, Pistachios, some people have histamine sensitivity, and there's more histamines in pistachios, but it depends. If you eat them and you feel fine, go for it. They're better than almonds in in my book. Cashews are okay, too. And instead of spinach, arugula, which is my favorite one there, dandelion greens, bok choy, broccoli and Brussels sprouts. Now, cow dairy, 75% of the adult population in the world cannot process pasteurized cow dairy. 75% we lose the ability as we grow up. Raw dairy could be okay for some people, but I like to swap cow dairy with my students for sheep and goat dairy. Now here's the cool thing about sheep and goat dairy. Most people could digest it easy, and it contains 30% medium chain triglycerides, which actually help boost ketones, which is the goal for people doing keto. So any of these are fine instead of pasteurized dairy, And uh, instead of the almond milk, macadamia, nut milk, and coconut milk. Okay, fourth secret. Don't stay in ketosis for too long. This is where I get some heat from my fellow keto educators. I think keto is great, but metabolic flexibility is the goal. We wanna teach the body to be metabolically fit and efficient so we could have days where we carb up for specific reasons, and then we go back into a fat-burning state. And here are four reasons why, and there's many more reasons, but when you're constantly burning fat, that's your only fuel supply, your body will actually slow down fat burning for survival. So you hit a weight loss stall with long-term ketosis. Number two, thyroid issues. The thyroid, the brain tells the thyroid the thyroid to produce T4, which is the inactive version of thyroid that needs to be converted to T3. What a lot of people don't understand is that insulin actually helps to make that conversion. So with chronically low levels of insulin like long-term ketosis, that conversion doesn't happen efficiently. So strategically, having what I call a keto flex day helps make that hormonal conversion, which also includes progesterone and other hormones for the menstrual cycle, by the way. There's also studies suggesting a buildup of 4 h which is a nasty free radical when you're constantly oxidizing fat, not good, and then chronically high cortisol levels because the body needs to create gluconeogenesis, and sometimes it taps into your adrenals. to you Do that via cortisol. So we don't want to do it long-term. I don't have enough time to get into how to keto flex in and out. I have a book called Keto Flex if you want to get it. It's called Keto Flex Book. Next step, fasting. How many of you practice intermittent fasting? Anybody fasted right now? No? Right now? Okay, so you are fasting. Oh, you bro- oh, you just two minutes ago. So you just ate. <laughs> okay, I I haven't eaten since yesterday at four p.m. I think I didn't plan on it, but I like to be fasted when I speak, and I'm going to explain why. But it's interesting. I was telling Jacopo, my video editor, I'm like, when I fast longer, I get cold, and there's a reason for that. There's some things happening, but I feel cold right now. Do you know the Guinness World Record for the longest recorded water fast? Over a year. Yeah, y'all are smart. Yeah, 382 days. 382 days. His name was Angus Barbary. He went on a medically supervised fast for 382 days. He went from 450 pounds on day one to 180 pounds, which is actually my weight right now, on day 382. Blood work looked good. Electrolytes looked good. This is an extreme example to show you that the body's designed to skip some meals sometimes. He had a lot of fat on his body, so he had a lot of energy, but we have fat on our body. Even if we're pretty lean, we have enough stored energy. Fasting allows you to tap into that, and so much more. Autophagy is a buzzword. It's a very important process. That's the scientific definition. I'll give you an analogy that really makes sense, but biological process that removes the body's accumulated toxins and recycles damaged cell components. Now, here's how it works. We open up our refrigerator and we have groceries in them in the fridge that have expiration dates. The orange juice, the produce, every grocery has an expiration date. What would happen if we let all the groceries expire and we just left it there? And we went to public Supermarket, Whole Foods, and we bought new groceries and put it in front of the expired groceries and closed that door. It's gonna be nasty. It's gonna be a toxic environment. The human body is like this refrigerator. We have cells that have expiration dates. When we are in a fasted state, or when we exercise or do certain things, we turn on this autophagy switch, and it's the body's way of looking for expired cells, senescent cells, cells that are not functioning well, fixing them up or getting rid of them through apoptosis and producing a stem cell. It's incredible what's happening. That's why Dr. Thomas Seafried who wrote the book, Cancer is a Metabolic Disease, he said seven day water fast once a year could reduce cancer risk by 95% with other lifestyle changes. That is a powerful quote. So Hippocrates said all disease begins in the, de- in the gut and fasting is one of the best ways to stress the gut and create diversity, I'm gonna explain that. But Harvard came out with a study showing that all disease begins in the leaky gut. So fasting is a great way to fix the gut. Let me give you an example here. Let's say her name is Stacy, and Stacy works a corporate job. She clocks in, she's working nine to five, she works eight hours, it's now 5 p.m., Stacy's exhausted, she's walking to her car, ready to go home, she's about to enter her car, and her phone rings, and it's her boss. Her boss says, Stacy, we need you to come back in, we got a new project that just came in, we need you to come back to the office and work another five hours. So she walks back to the office, for another five hours, it's now 10 p.m. She's so exhausted, going back to her car, same phone call. Stacy, we need you to come back in for another five hours. What would happen to Stacy if this kept happening for weeks? She would be destroyed. She would be exhausted. This is the same thing that's happening to our digestive system when we don't allow a break, meaning when we eat every two to three hours. The average American, by the way, eats 17 to 23 times per day. 17 to 23 times, how is that possible? They're not sitting down at a table and having a full meal. They're just grazing the kombucha, the almonds, the celery sticks with peanut butter. I mean, I'm talking about healthy examples, but let's face it, most people are not. 17 to 23 times per day, overwhelming their digestive system, like Stacy, not allowing it to recover. Fasting gives Stacy a month off of work. She comes back fresh, she's ready to go. The digestive system needs a break sometimes. So here's some studies showing fasting promotes bacterial clearance and intestinal IgA production in salmonella and infected mice. This one shows that fasting turns white adipose tissue to, and it browns it to brown adipose tissue, meaning more mitochondria by shaping the gut microbiome and decreasing obesity. When you're in a fasted state, like I am right now, the body's pumping you full of energy. BDNF which is this miracle growth for the brain. Your body is producing it because it wants you to be creative and alert and focused. So I, 26 hours fasted, my body thinks I'm in a famine. Let's give this guy energy and BDNF so he can go out there and hunt and kill, right? But my body doesn't know that I could hit my phone and have Uber Eats come in here in 30 minutes. It doesn't know about that. But this process, we're hardwired for the old school. So BDNF increases. Here's a study showing how that happens during fasting counter regulatory hormones increase so insulin drops and then you have your sympathetic tone cortisol human growth hormone this is your body's way of pumping you full of energy and preventing your metabolism from shutting down blood flow is increased cuz you're not digesting food so that energy is diverted to the brain and so much more women do have to do this differently than men we do it based off of the cycle chapter 12 of my book keto flex is all about keto and fasting for cycling women and postmenopausal women i don't have time to get into it but We look at the month, the 28-day cycle, and vary the approach. For example, the week before the period is the week not to do keto or fasting. That's the week to feast and build progesterone. If you watch any of my videos on social media, you always see me with glasses on. And I always get the question, hey, why are you wearing those glasses? These are called blue light blocking glasses. And I wear them to protect my brain and my focus. You see, we are bombarded with stimulation, especially with junk light from your computer screen, your phone, fluorescent lights, and the brain has to filter that out. These glasses, what they do is they filter out those lights for you so your brain does not have to do the work. I equate this to having a web browser open with 100 tabs. If you had 100 tabs open on your computer, that computer is going to run slow. But if you were able to eliminate 99 of those 100 tabs and now you just have one tab open, that computer will function better. This is the same thing with your brain. So there's different types of blue light blocking glasses. There are computer glasses that you would wear during the day when working with screens and under artificial light. There are light sensitivity glasses that you would also wear during the day with screens and artificial light. And then you have the blue light blocking glasses, which I wear at night, two to three hours before I go to bed, which promotes hormone health Helps your body produce melatonin and aids in better sleep. My go-to is from Bon Charge. They have the science to back it up. They look super cool. The glasses come in non-prescription, prescription, and reading options. Glasses for every need. Bon Charge also has other amazing products such as low blue light bulbs, red light therapy devices, EMF slash 5G protection, and 100% blackout sleep mask that I take with me when I travel all the time. The greatest thing about them, all backed up by science. They gave Keto Camp podcast listeners a 15% off coupon code. All you need to do is head over to bondcharge.com slash Keto Camp and use the coupon code Keto Camp at checkout, no space in between, to get 15% off your entire order. We'll drop that link down below along with the coupon code. Go check them out, and let's get back to this episode. All right, the missing piece. This is the most important part. 95% of our success with health and life is is mindset. I really believe that. The inner size, what I call the mental six-pack. The rest is strategy. So let me ask you this. How many of you talk to yourselves every day? Raise your hand if you talk to yourself every day. Keep them up. Okay, put it down. Most of you raised your hand, but some of you didn't. And those those who didn't raise your hand, you're thinking, do I talk to myself? I don't know if I talk to myself. I think I talk to myself. We all talk to ourselves, and the average person has 60,000 thoughts every day. That's a real stat from psychiatrists, 60,000 thoughts every day. Not only that, those same studies determine that 90% of those thoughts are the same thoughts from yesterday and 85% of them are negative thoughts, stinking thinking. If your thinking is thinking, your dreams are shrinking. And we become what we think about, we really do. Dr. Bruce Lipton has proven this, that your thoughts are a frequency that actually communicate with your DNA to produce proteins. Let me explain that in a crazy way that he has science on. If it's a hateful thought, a negative thought, a stinking thinking thought, that communication to your DNA tells your DNA to turn on bad genes and produce inflammatory proteins. But if it's a loving thought, an abundant thought, a grateful thought, same signal sent to the DNA, but now it produces anti-inflammatory proteins. It protects your telomeres. So if we have 60,000 thoughts per day, we have 60,000 opportunities every single day to put the body in an anti-inflammatory state. The greatest biohack that I could ever teach is that right there, 60,000 thoughts. So you are the most influential person you'll speak to today. And it's also important to get clear on what's important to you, your purpose, and to live on purpose with that purpose. There's t- profound health benefits to doing the things you love to do. Purpose is a key. And one of my favorite quotes in the world is this one. In the absence of clearly defined goals, we become strangely loyal to performing daily trivia until ultimately we become enslaved by that daily trivia. I used to be obese, this is a true story. I used to be addicted to drugs and video games. I had no purpose, all I had was daily trivia. Once I got clear on my goals, my addictive personality, my addictive behaviors turned into a superpower. When you are on purpose with your purpose, you have energy whenever you need it. You don't need to get energy, you release that energy. It is so important for your health and your longevity and your mitochondria and your telomeres and your everything we talk about today to live on purpose with your purpose, don't negate it. Last thing is this, there is a powerful supplement. There's amazing vendors here, but I didn't see it back here. This vitamin is the best vitamin in the world. I take it every day. It's anti-inflammatory, helps with long COVID, helps with cancer, helps with diabetes. It's called vitamin G. And let me explain something real quick. This study showed, this is Dr. Joe Dispend's work. A study on vitamin G took 120 people and measured their cortisol and IgA levels at the start and conclusion of a vitamin G supplementation workshop. As cortisol levels go up, a chemical called IgA goes down. IgA is a protein It's important for protecting your immune system. It's constantly fighting a barrage of bacteria, viruses, et cetera. Bottom line, it says IgA is better than any flu shot, immune shot, et cetera. So here's what the study showed. During this four-day workshop, they asked 120 participants to move into an elevated emotional state such as love and joy and take vitamin G for nine to 10 minutes, three times a day to determine if they could reverse what they were looking at. And what they saw is, If we could elevate our emotional states, could we raise our immune system and reduce stress? Here's what they found. We discovered at the conclusion of the event that the cortisol levels of our participants dropped by three standard deviations and their IgA level level shot up an average of 52.5 to 86. Significant, measurable changes. They also looked at brain scans and saw 1200 chemical reactions take place as soon as they took vitamin G, GABA, oxytocin, dopamine, when they took the supplement. This study showed vitamin G lowered blood pressure. Those who took vitamin G had lower blood pressure levels than those who did not. This one showed it lowered A1C levels, which is the three month average of your glucose, important for determining diabetes. Vitamin G lowered it. So where do you purchase vitamin G? What is vitamin G? (laughs) Clap it up for vitamin G, come on. It is not woo-woo at all. I'm telling you, those are real studies. You can verify it. Gratitude, it's a universal law. What you appreciate, appreciates. What you put energy to expands. Whatever it is, good or bad, it'll expand. And the brain has a system in place called the reticular activating system, RAS. God put this in our brain because if we didn't have this to filter out all the stimulation the brain would short circuit. There's millions of stimulation. So the RAS filters out what you've taught it to be important. How it works is you do research to buy a red car. You spend a lot of energy online, auto trader. I want to buy this car new, used, whatever it is. You make the decision to go buy the red Ford that we see here. You buy it off the lot and what happens everywhere you drive? You see that damn red Ford everywhere you go. And you're thinking, is everybody else buying this car because of me? Or this dress that I bought, I see this dress. No, you now activated the RAS to see it. It was always there. Meaning, if you are focusing on how much you hate this part of your body, or this person in your life, or all the things you are resentful for, you train your RAS to find more things to hate in your relationships in your life. But when you shift the energy to gratitude, to love, to appreciation, Now, all of a sudden, the things you were resentful for, you're grateful for. All of a sudden, your obstacles are opportunities, and it's all a shift in the RAS. So vitamin G allows for that shift. If there's one thing you take from my talk today, practice some vitamin G, but don't treat it like a checklist. Feel it, feel the gratitude. I used to treat it like a checklist and it's not as beneficial, but when you feel the gratitude and you experience it and you find new things to be grateful for, that's when the magic happens. I'm grateful for you all. Thank you so much. I love and appreciate you all. Thank you, Julia. I hope you enjoyed that episode and my lecture. If you want my presentation slides, just shoot me an email, support at ketocamp.com. Say, hey, I want the Faena presentation slides and we'll get them over to you. Uh, if you want to watch the video version of the full lecture, you can watch it on youtube.com slash ketocamp please consider sharing this with a friend. Please consider leaving the show a rating and review. Go get signed up for the free five-day keto challenge taking place in October. Register now over at ketocampchallenge.com. Love you. Appreciate you. Rooting for you. I'll see you on the next episode.